In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Let me read for you just a few verses or a few words from St. Cyril the Great in his commentary on John chapter 16. As I told you in the morning, St. Cyril is trying to tell us all that all what Christ has done has done on my behalf while I am in him and for my sake. And here what he is trying to explain in more details. He is saying Christ appears superior to and stronger than every sin and worldly hindrance. So when Christ appeared, he appeared stronger than every sin. But if he is just the Son of God, it's normal. But he's telling us he appeared in a different way. And since he has conquered, he will also bestow the power to conquer upon such as are tempted for his sake. So what sort of power he has and what sort of victory we can gain. He's saying the power of his acts will surely extend even unto us. Again, the power of his acts, his victory over temptation, surely extend even unto us. Since he has conquered, was one of us. He took our flesh, he took our humanity, and he took our weakness. And with, with such weakness, he was able to conquer. That's why the victory becomes ours. And as we overcome sin, that holy died in Christ first. Christ, that is being the most purified person to purify us of the blessing as his one, one with us as in our humanity. So also we ought to be of good cheer because we shall overcome the world. At the very end, he is trying to add something more. He is saying, now, if he is only God and victorious, it doesn't make any difference for me. He said in the, in the end of his quote, For if he conquered as God, then it profits us nothing. But if as a man we are in him conquerors. That's why as you said in the morning, he wants every one of us to change the meaning of temptation into a new chance to have a victory. And let us go step by step to see or to find out what we can gain from the temptation. We spoke in the morning just in one thing, it's a change from temptation to victory. If we go to the first verse we read today in Matthew chapter 8, it reads, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And we spoke in the morning, I said, but I'm not led by the Spirit. I'm living a very weak life. The Spirit is quenched in me, the Spirit is grieved in me because whatever reason, because I am living in a sinful life or I am not bothered myself with kindling this Spirit in my life. They told you in the morning in the liturgy, and I am repeating again, every single time you stand before the Lord, you are rekindling the Spirit. As we said, we stand facing the East and giving our back to the West to say the same thing. I'm here in the war position. We have seen the baptism in the morning of Joseph 
and his parents were facing the west to say, we renounce you, Satan. And then facing the east and say, we profess you, Christ, as our savior. Which means we are rekindling the promise of day one. He said also in the liturgy, in the three liturgies we have, St. Basil or St. Gregory or St. Cyril, the invocation of the Holy Spirit, we are asking the Holy Spirit to come upon us and upon the sacraments of the bread and wine. So if we believe it's the real presence of the body and blood of Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit, I am rekindled again with the same Holy Spirit who is converting it, who is able to convert me again. So we have no excuse to say, I am not led by the Spirit. You are not here by chance. You are not in this whole, this moment by chance. The Spirit is leading you, or at least pushing you to be in this way. So the first thing to know that we are in a world of temptation is to be assured at all times that I am always led by the Spirit. Second verse says he was led into the wilderness. What does it mean? St. Anthony the Great and most of the church fathers were saying to be led into the wilderness, it means you are in this world. The world is resembling the wilderness that Christ was in. And then everyone will say, but I'm weak. I'm tempted and I'm falling every time in this temptation. St. Anthony is telling us, don't lie to yourself. In his first letter, he is telling us three stages of temptation. The first one, it is from within, from inside you. The devil has nothing to do with it. You choose at one point to think in a certain way. Maybe you are always keen on money or sexual desires or whatever it is. So the, the, the attack is from inside and from within, not from outside at all. So don't blame the devil, it's your body. It's your, the way you brought up. You did not seek healing as you are still having this internal battle, it has nothing to do with the devil. Yes, he initiated in your life at one point, but now you are the cause and you are the reason for it. The second level, he said, if you are victorious from within and you are victorious in your inner battle, then the next stage is the devil, again, he will not attack you by himself but will send people around you, bad friends or bad company, to lead you as today again. But still he is not interfering by himself. Definitely he is moving everything from the beginning. Later, if you are victorious even to be against any temptation from your friends or from the world around you, he will appear by himself. And this is what happened by Saint Anthony himself. When he was victorious from his inner man, and then victorious from any temptation from people around him, appeared to him like in the form of a woman, throwing money in front of him, throwing gold in front of him, and also he was victorious. Why again? Because he knew the wilderness is the whole world. But be victorious first from your inner part, your inner man. And then seek victory if the temptation is coming from outside, and definitely he is able to give you the victory if the devil himself is going to tempt you. But don't rush and say, the devil is attacking me. Sometimes the whole battlefield is inside you. You choose it because you adopted certain long beliefs, wrong beliefs at one point in your life. After that, the Lord was showing that fasting is a key. He 
was saying in verse 4, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry and the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And there is something funny, you'll hear unfortunately in many channels now on the TV, Christian channels, they said, the Bible said he was hungry, the tempter came to him. Because he was not eating but drinking. Because it's impossible for, for a man to, uh, to stop eating and drinking for 40 days. Of course, it's not true. The Lord fasted from eating and drinking for 40 days. And the Bible says very clearly in the book of Exodus twice, Moses was fasting from eating and drinking. What the, Lord, the, Lord, the way the Lord is dealing with us is above our science and above our intelligence. That's why our faith in him is not based on science, it is above science. No one on earth can comprehend the incarnation. How come God become a man? It is not under the investigation of science. No one can understand the relationship within the Trinity. No one can understand or comprehend the essence of God. No, and not because I am not able to comprehend it, it is not, it is not real. St. John Chrysostom says, a God who is comprehended is not a God. That's why he was fasting in reality for food and drink for 40 days. But back to our point, fasting is necessary for our spiritual maturity and growth. Again, some of us did not fast yet. And some fasting, but you are not taking it seriously. And everyone has his own excuse to say that I'm working or I am sick or whatever it is. The Lord is telling us it's your need. God is not in need for your fast, but you are in need to fast. And when the church is planning for us certain fasts during the year, it's not to enforce it or not, but to encourage us to fast. So it's very necessary, necessary for our spiritual maturity. And when the Lord has done it, has done it for us, to show us it's the way to be victorious. It is the way to receive such victory. And I think we experienced it before many times, but let me repeat it once more. When we say that we are fasting, we are fasting to withdraw from our account of victory which Christ has bought when he fasted. Every single spiritual act we do in the church, Christ is the institutor of it. And then he gives us a way to withdraw of it, from it. He's saying, you will be one with me. How I can make it? Through the Eucharist. There's no other way. Of course, you can say, by faith I am in Christ, truly. But he's saying, you are, will be like bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. How we can make it? It's only through the Eucharist. When you say, you will be victorious. Through what? Through fasting and praying. If you believe at one point that you have your own ways, that you can be victorious without fasting and praying, he's telling you, now you choose your own ways. And it is always a failure. And it shows that we are not humble enough to believe in the ways that he institutes for us. So through humility, we will be able to know his will. So humility will be able to gain from what we have, have done for us.
And then at the tribute three times or two times in this chapter, the devil says to you, if you are the son of God, then convert the bread, the stone into bread or do so or, or, or such things. He's trying to tell us here, every temptation is based in pride. If you believe you can do something by your own, if you believe that you are capable away from his plan, it's a pride. And the devil was trying to say it many times. If you remember on the cross, he sent the thief, the left hand thief, he was telling him, if you are the son of God, save yourself and us. But he is trying to confirm to us, don't give up in such temptation. Don't use or don't allow the devil to use pride or your pride to be defeated. In many occasions, the Lord was not only tempted, was teased by the Pharisees. If you are, are you the Messiah? But he was not at all teased by them. He is telling us pride is the base of every temptation. And when we give up pride, we'll, we'll be able to do it. As we spoke in the morning, gluttony is the core of pride and fornication. This is what the church father said. Sometimes we feel it's too far. What is the relationship between gluttony and fornication or adultery and pride? It doesn't make sense. But every single church father is confirming this is the reality of it. Again, you can choose whatever you want. You can accept the experience of the church and the church fathers who were victorious in their life, or you can live yourself, you yourself with your own thoughts and whatever comes to your mind. And then in verse, in the same chapter 4, he said, Throw yourself down, from, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. The devil is trying to tempt us, but the aim of the temptation is to be independent. You can hear it now even from churchgoers, I can do it by myself. I don't need God. I don't need the church. I have my mind. Yes, he created you with a great mind and it's part of his great design for you as a human being and for the whole creation. But the enemy has one side of it, is to make you independent from him, excommunicating yourself from the body of, of Christ. Then you will be easily taken by any trap or any temptation. So when we repeat it this time, the idea is not only to sin, it's to give up in temptation, but I would like to take you independently from God, and then you'll be easily devoured by the enemy. This is what exactly he did with Eve in the Garden of Eden. He tried to pursue her or to convince her that there is no way. You can, you can make it by your own. You can be like God without God. And here is again, he's trying to say the same to our Lord. Just be independent. Be away from him. And this is again a failure for any, of, any one of us. So when we seek to be connected to the one body of Christ, to be connected with the head of the body, Christ himself, then life will be totally different. He is trying to say, throw yourself down, for he will command his angels concerning you. He will blaze the other side. He will be with you. But once 
you fail in such temptation, he will tell you, where is your God? He promised you and he is not there anymore. Once we rely on our intelligence, and once we rely on our own understanding, which is again, was warned by the word of God. Do not lean to your own understanding. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, the Lord is encouraging us again. Lean on him. Lean on the wisdom of God through the word of God, through the understanding of the church of the word of God. You can learn also more than that. In verse 8 he says, Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. He is trying to offer something he doesn't have or he doesn't own. I shared with you before the words of Father Alexander Shmemen, who said he was trying to investigate what is the forbidden fruit. He said the forbidden fruit is not a matter of whether it was apple or mango, no. What is its content? He was saying is to try to be like God without God. From day one, when God created man, he said, according to my image and likeness. And now the devil is trying to tell him, you will be like God. The offer, it seems the same from outside. But in the end, the result is, I am taking something created by God from the hand of the enemy. This is the forbidden fruit. is to try to be like God without God. Whatever sin in our life is in the same manner. The devil wants to give us something created for good from the hand of the Lord, either before time or not in due time, but from the hand of the devil. And then it's, this is the real, the real meaning of sin. If he's offering us sexual relations before marriage, what does it mean for him? Sex is holy, created by God to be used in due time for intimacy and for procreation. Now he's offering it in an unholy way, maybe five, ten, two years before it's, it's holy. So what he did is he stole something holy from the hand of the Lord, offer it to me or to any one of us one year or two years or ten years before it's, it will become a holy thing in my life. So again, what is wrong in it? That he is trying, or we are trying, to take what is holy from the hand of the devil who is making it unholy. Same thing for everything, for money. If now I am going to receive a bribe, and this bribe for 10, 15,000, I can save them over a year or two. Now he's telling me, you'll sort out your problems in one day. The money is holy. The money is created by God. Wealth also is created by God. But God is telling me, you will have this money in, in a year or two. But they were just stealing these things and offering it to me today, before time, to tell me now you can use it. The same thing he is trying to make it here. And to try to be using what is good from the hand of God, but taking it from the hand of the enemy. That's why it's very important in the temptation to find out the hand that is giving me whatever it is. Is it the hand of God? Or is it the hand of the enemy? If it's the hand of God, I will accept it. 
with the hand of the enemy, even if the original design is from the hand of God, I'm not going to accept it. The last thing I would like to share, Jesus answered in every temptation with scripture. He said, it is written. Written it means I am in a relationship with the word of God. I am in a relationship with a proper understanding of the word of God. I am not following my own understanding, even for the scriptures, but I am following the understanding of the church. That's why we believe that the church, every single heresy in the church appears from the scripture. We are not relying on our understanding, we are relying on the church interpretation and the church fathers on understanding the word of God. Saint Irenaeus was saying at one point that it is like someone who made a great drawing with a very precious pieces of a precious stone. And then after a while someone dismantled this picture which was, he said, of the king and with the same precious stones he made another picture of a dog. He's saying exactly the heretics do the same thing. We are using the same scriptures to invent their own heresies. Even the word heresy itself in Greek, it's from a verb hereo. Hereo means to pick up. To pick up a verse and to understand it in your own way and then you try to overgeneralize it over, over everything. But the church is teaching us Christ was relying on the word of God, how the rabbis understood, how the church lived it at that time, not on a certain scripture only. And finally, the Lord told him, away from me, Satan. Away from me, you Satan. He showed us we have the power of the spoken word to tell the devil to go away. Words, especially in the name of God, have power. Satan must obey them. However, it is as it's, it is said in 4.13. What does it mean? Again, St. John Chrysostom is trying to tell us what Jesus said when he was in the flesh is eternal saying. When he said, away from me, Satan, is giving the authority to every human being to say the same word with the same authority if I am in Christ. So again, it's not I'm going to give up in temptation, but rather I have the power and the authority to take him away from me, Satan. Why again? Because Christ took my flesh and uniting my, himself with me and giving me the same power to send the same words away from me, Satan. We can learn a lot from the temptation of the Lord, but in the end, or in, in one sentence, he wants us to be victorious because the victory is ours because he has done it for us. We start at the beginning of the land with this gospel to say the temptation is essential because the victory is assured. We are not trying to be victorious, but we are proclaiming the victory of Christ in the life of every and each one of us. Because what Christ has done is real and is eternal and for everyone. But now it's your choice to cooperate with his grace, with the Holy Spirit, to use as much as you can of such victory. Okay? Any comments or questions?